Thank you for tuning in to Ringwood Benefits Sunday Live Series Talk. We hope you enjoy this week's talk. Hello, can I add my welcome to that of Ian's? My name is Matthew Trick. I'm the vicar of Ringwood Benefice and whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook and whether you're watching us from one of our communities or further afield, it's great that you're here this morning. We were made for connection with each other. Think about it for a moment. We are formed, connected to our birth mother. We are born to people who we hope will love and care for us. Certainly that was my experience, but I'm mindful it's not everyone's. We become connected to people who, who share our passions, who, who have children at the same school, who work in the same office or live in the same street. We feel connected to those with whom we share a goal or a vision. We were made for connection. And it's exactly that sense of connection we see in John 15, where in verse 1 we read, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine grower. We're drawing to a close in our teaching series on the I am sayings of Jesus in John's Gospel, something we're subtitling Jesus in his own words. And today I want to talk about being connected to Jesus. I remember going to Jersey with my wife Sarah and my parents, my sister, shortly after we got married. It was a brilliant holiday, partly because the island was running its annual food extravaganza, Tenefest, where you could grab a free course meal at some really good restaurants for just £10. Now, now I love good food, and for a foodie, it was paradise. When not eating some first-class food, we explored the island. I particularly enjoyed an afternoon we spent at the La Mer Wine Estate, Jersey's only working vineyard. But the afternoon got better when we got to try the fruits of their vines uh, and we tried their wines. It was a very happy afternoon and I can wholeheartedly recommend their wines. Here's the basic reality. The branches on a vine will grow if the vine is strong and capable of supplying life to them. The vine is in the centre of this organic life form. The branches, leaves and fruit are completely dependent on the vine. As soon as either the branches become separated from the vine or the vine itself withers, the product of the vine, the fruit, dies. The passage quickly moves to unpack the analogy. Jesus is the vine. The Father is the gardener. We are the branches. Branches will grow if the vine is strong and those tending the vine look after them. And when the vine is Jesus, the branches will grow because they are given the life of God flowing through them. And at a time when our heads are full of new childcare routines, new, new working habits, new social distancing measures, what ifs about holidays this year, questions about uh, second peaks, at a time like this when our heads are full, I read John 15 and I let out a sigh of relief. Why? Because if we want the life of God to flow through us, like a branch connected to the vine, we don't have to do anything other than remain connected to Jesus. There's no striving, there's no labouring or grafting or doing or achieving. We just need to be connected to Jesus. I was sharing with our Going Deeper group in the week a quote from the Bible commentator William Barclay who wrote, There comes a time 
where we have to believe where we cannot prove and to accept where we cannot understand. If in the darkest hour we believe that somehow there is a purpose in life and that that purpose is love, even the unbearable becomes bearable and even in the darkness there is a glimmer of light. And I share that quote because just being in Jesus as a Christian might sound countercultural. Our society conditions us to, to have the body beautiful or to feel we ought to have the body beautiful. So we have to eat well and exercise regularly. Our society conditions us to achieve success at work and so we have to gain experience and qualifications. We have to put in hours of slog to try and make it. In other words, our society conditions us into thinking that doing is the pathway to success. That doing is the pathway to success. Now some of you are watching this and you know me. And you will know that I'm an activist by nature. I'm wired to be a doer. And so just being doesn't come naturally to me. But there is a message in John 15 for our time. And it's a serious message and it's to do with burnout. That term did not always exist. It certainly didn't exist as prevalently today um, uh, um, uh, when I was younger as it does today. I was born in 1981 and I can still remember the ban on Sunday trading. I remember the sense of balance that people had for the most part. They, they worked during the week and then unless they were doing shifts or something, they, they rested at weekends. The news came on at set points of the day and if you missed EastEnders on a weeknight, there was no on-demand that you could click. You had to wait until Sunday afternoon for the omnibus. Now, don't get me wrong, change is natural and for the most part, I believe it to be good. But here's the thing we have lost. We have lost our sense of balance. We are inundated by things on demand and we're inundated by more information than our minds can process. Friends, burnout comes when we allow ourselves to become emotionally and physically bankrupt. And against the backdrop of an ever-increasing mental health crisis and rate of burnout, the answer is not to do more. It's not to take 10 steps to discover happiness or, or eight steps to supreme productivity. We need as a nation, to, we need as a nation to let out a corporate sigh, let our shoulders sag, take some deep breaths and get connected to Jesus and just be in him. Let his life flow into our veins, through our bodies and out into the world. We need to do less and be more. If you want to write that down, we need to do less and be more. Faith and faithfulness are actually refreshingly simple. It only becomes hard when we don't allow the life of God, the life of the true vine to flow through us. In John 15 verse 2 we read, He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit. Now depending on which version of the Bible you read, verse 2 starts with words like he, he removes or he cuts off or, or he takes away. 
and those words might sound a bit disconcerting. Is Jesus about to cut me off if I don't meet the standard, if I don't achieve a certain level of fruitfulness? The answer is a resounding no. But to indulge in a brief tangent, whenever we arrive at a verse in the Bible where we feel uncomfortable or we don't quite get it, we need to take that verse and ensure it holds up to what the scripture tells us of the character of God. In the case of John 15 verse 2, we need to understand the Greek behind the words removed or cut off or takes away. The Greek word being used is airo, A-I-R-O, and it means to lift up. When the gospel writer John talks about removing, cutting or taking away, he doesn't mean that people who don't meet the standard and produce the goods will be rejected by Jesus. John is actually saying that, that these branches will be lifted up to Jesus. Jesus, as the vine, is the source of life to the branches. Where the branches are not producing fruit, the Bible tells us that Jesus lifts up these branches to himself. There they are closer to Jesus. There they stand a much greater chance of being renewed by the life of God flowing through them and bearing much fruit. Or to put it another way, God does not reject us when we or, or parts of our lives reject him. Let me just say that again. God does not reject us when we or parts of our lives reject him. Think about Peter after the arrest of Jesus in the courtyard being challenged about his association with Jesus and Peter painfully denies his association with Jesus three times and the cock crows. It's a poignant moment, but even with that betrayal, Jesus does not reject him. So we, we've spent quite a lot of time talking about the vine and the branches, and I just want to finish up by talking about the fruit that the branches produce. Now, there are two ways in John 15 in which fruit is understood. Firstly, Fruit represents the life we give to others through our being connected to the vine. Check out verse 8 in our passage today. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. Do you remember the definition I gave you for glory from two weeks back? Glory is the manifestation, which means revealing, of the majesty, power, wisdom and eternity of God or for today's purposes, the life of God. So our fruitfulness reveals God's glory, his life to others. The first thing fruit does is represent the life of God given to others through our connection to Jesus, the true vine. Secondly, um, we understand fruit here to be character. Let's check out Galatians 5, where, where we find Paul's teaching on the fruits of the Spirit. What's referred to as, as fruits of the Spirit are, are actually character traits which reveal themselves when we're connected to the vine. Traits like patience, which is associated with forgiveness. Kindness, which is associated with unselfishness. Faithfulness, which is associated with courage and gentleness, which is which is about humility. Now, there are many books, podcasts, YouTube videos, TED talks that 
that offer step processes to achieving these character traits. Things like eight steps to releasing your inner potential or, or free keys to self-esteem or, or ten practices for a happy life. And don't get me wrong, using step processes can be, can be a great way to unlock change and growth in your life. I've used them myself. But here's the thing. All the step processes to better character are based on the assertion that we need to take our being and do something more in order to become a better being. In other words, it's the doing that is the key. When Jesus says, I am the true vine, he offers us a completely different and countercultural approach. Look at verse 4. Abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Rather than, than doing, rather than striving, labouring or grafting, with Jesus we are just invited to abide. We are just to remain connected to the life-giving vine, which is Jesus Christ. And friends, as, as I finish up, I just want to invite you to be still. I don't know where you are, uh, where you're listening from, but if you can hear birds or the sound of life around you, I want you to tune into that life. If you've got uh, thoughts racing through your mind at 60 miles an hour, as best you can, and, and if you can't, don't worry, but as best you can, I just want you to, to focus right now on inviting Jesus to let his life flow into yours. I want you to imagine yourself as the branch connected to the true vine. And if you're able, I want you to imagine the life of God flooding through the vine and into your life and then by by extension I want you to imagine taking that life of God with which we're filled and letting it leak flood out into the world around us flood out into our families into our homes into our neighborhoods our communities into the lives of the broken and the hurting, into the lives of the poor and the oppressed. And I want you to imagine that life of God flooding through us and filling the whole world. Praise be to you, O God. Amen. We're really glad you joined us for this week's Sunday Live Talk. We hope it brought you encouragement and inspiration and helped you to discover life in Jesus and make a difference in your community. We'd love you to connect with us on Facebook and YouTube. Look out for our channels at Ringwood Benefits. Until next week, thank you for tuning in.